Hello and welcome to the podcast, UFOWarning.com. If you haven't been by the site, stop by and check it out, UFOWarning.com. This episode is about something called the Betts Sphere. The Betts Sphere is a round metal sphere. It's about the size of a bowling ball. It weighs about 9 pounds, I believe they said, and it has a highly polished finish. Now, the story starts with this thing back in 1974. The Betts family, I believe the dad was a medical student, and the mom, I don't know what she did. I mean, I'm not really sure how this family ended up there, but they ended up on this on this uh, old plantation in northeastern Florida. I guess it was on an island, and it had been a property there since the uh, Spanish had come in and uh, forced uh, Native Americans off the land back in the 1500s. Anyway, it had become a... Uh, a plantation, a slave plantation, I'm sure. And um, back in 1918, there had been a big house built there. More on that later. Anyway, there must have been about 550 or 600 acres in this plantation, I believe, and on this old old plantation. Anyway, there had been a, a pretty big fire, like a forest fire. So after everything cooled down, uh, the mom and dad and the young boy went out to survey uh, the damage. And they go through the forest area, but they're burnt down. And the boy finds this sphere there in the ashes. And there's a picture of it. I have I have uh, several links on the website, ufowarning.com. And it looks, like I said, about the size of a bowling ball. They said when you pick the thing up over your head, by the way, which this sphere didn't seem to appreciate too much, but when you pick this thing up, it had a feel of like a Mexican jumping being, I think they said. It was almost like it was hollow inside, but you could feel a movement in there. Couldn't hear anything rolling around, but you could just feel like this mass kind of going back and forth. So they take this sphere home with them, all right? And it immediately begins to exhibit some strange behavior. In fact, they called it uh, poltergeist behavior. Like they would set it down the hardwood floors in this old house. This, and this old house that was called the castle, by the way. So they set down the hardwood floors, and this ball will roll across the floor and stop and then start again. And then it was observed rolling down the hallway, making right turns. I mean, this thing obviously uh, had a mind of its own. And it, it kept doing weird things. Uh, you could try to roll it off the table. It wouldn't fall off the table. It would stop. They said it was gravity-defying. Uh, in fact, I don't know, they must have had more than one kid. They describe how one of the boys was playing uh, an electric guitar. And the sphere responded by making a very strange uh, electrical sound of its own. And they did not describe this as a pleasant sound. This is something that scared the living heck out of them from what I could read. At any rate, um, they're perplexed. They call a reporter out. He comes out, and there's a picture of mom, dad, and the kid there with this ball. And the reporter says, I have no idea. I can't explain it. He's watching this ball, you know, start rolling, stop rolling under its own. They describe how how it uh, doesn't seem to like certain people. When certain people go to pick it up, it rolls away from them. Um, you know, this is way past a pet rock. So, anyway, they don't want uh, to give the sphere to anybody to take it to have it examined in a lab anywhere for whatever reason. I guess they're afraid that they won't bring it back. 
So they start calling people in. I think they said J. Allen Heineck may have examined it, but a bunch of people looked at this thing and no one could figure out what it was. They all just kept saying it was unknown. Now you had the debunkers, of course, that said, well, this must have fell off of a uh, satellite. Um, and they went so far as to say, I guess there was an abstract artist that they got his name there from Spain back in the 70s. And they said, well, he... He was doing an abstract art uh, exhibit that involved a bunch of steel balls, and one of them must have fell off the truck. Yes, somehow this ball fell off the truck on the highway, which was like 25 miles away, and rolled all the way there uh, onto this place in the middle of timber, and probably not too likely. At any rate, finally, I mean, they just got like a stream of people wanting to come see this thing. They're driving him crazy. Eventually, from what I found, they gave it to the Navy to look at. And the first time the Navy tried to x-ray it, it was a no-go. This thing, whatever this metal was, it was so dense, the x-ray wasn't touching it. So, you know, the United States Navy, they've got some pretty big x-rays machines. So they eventually took and put this thing in a uh, really uh, heavy-duty x-ray machine, and they were able to determine that this sphere had two inner spheres and they were made out of some super dense material like so dense that it was heavier than anything known to man heavier than uranium whatever they couldn't explain it and it also seemed as though there was some sort of there was something going on in the middle of that ball they couldn't see it but there was something going on in there in fact one scientist said he was afraid that if you were to drill a hole in that ball there was so much energy inside of it that you could end up with something akin to an atomic explosion, I think is how he described it. So they didn't drill it. They didn't cut it, which is saying something. Because, you know, usually when when a lab gets a hold of something like this, the first thing they want to do is put a hole in it or saw into it. But these guys must have known enough or sensed enough to know that, that uh, penetrating this thing or trying to uh, cut it open or dissect it would have been a really, really bad idea. Now, some of the documentaries claim that, that the Navy just kept the sphere. But I found an article online, and I linked to that at the website, ufowarning.com. And this guy was a professor, and let's see, either he had the boy that found it was in his class, or maybe his friend was. He had a connection to the family. And according to him, the Navy returned the sphere to the family, but the family was just so uh, exhausted from all the curiosity seekers that they just put this thing in storage and wanted to be and requested to be left alone. They don't want to talk about it and uh, end of story, which seems a little strange to me. And then, you know, he went on to describe some behavior of the ball, but it almost seemed like he was trying to soft sell it to maybe explain away some of the things that happened. I don't know. It was very clear to me that he was trying to protect the family, and that's fine. It seems like the family got this thing. And it was like a lot of these weird UFO things that people find, or even the implants. And at first, they're curious, because these things are a strange curiosity. But the longer they had the thing around, the more this thing really confronts your reality. I mean, it, for one thing, it's demonstrating all of this poltergeist, and that's their words, poltergeist-type behavior, okay? Secondly... It's made out of materials that don't seem to be of this world. I mean, it, it's doing some weird stuff. Uh, they're talking about how you pick this ball up, and it's like 
it feels like picking up a like a Mexican jumping bean. Well, what's a Mexican jumping bean? It's got a little worm in there, man. It's got something on the inside that's making that bean feel like not a normal bean. And when they could pick this ball up and shake it over their head, they could feel something in there. And by the way, apparently the ball didn't like that very much. They talk about how people would pick it up and handle it when it didn't want to be handled, and it would roll away from them on its own volition. It would roll down the hall and take a right or left turn into another room. Doors would slam, and like I said, they played the guitar, the electric guitar around it. Must not like that too well because it starts making its own guitar music, but not very nice guitar music. So you have this really strange, strange poltergeist-type behavior, and it gets to the point where I think people people what they find this stuff at first it's a curiosity at first it's interesting oh wow what's this but when you look at it a little bit deeper the behavior is so strange that it just smacks you in the face and really challenges your own reality i mean this thing's here it's telling you it's telling you in no uncertain terms that paranormal supernatural whatever you want to call it this unidentified phenomena exist and you can choose to believe it or not believe it but when it's in your face challenging you it can be a little disconcerting and that's the feeling that I got from this and I think sometimes that's why the debunkers come out of the woodwork I think sometimes people people are so uh, they have such disconsonance they're so disconnected when their reality is challenged by something like this that they will grasp at any excuse to try to explain this thing away. Like I said, to try to say that um, a, an abstract artist had a, a uh, semi-truck load of steel balls that they were carrying from an exhibit and that one of them fell off and rolled 25 miles away into this, in, into this you know, forest, it, it's, it's asinine. If, if this thing would have fallen out of the sky from a satellite, a nine-pound round object, I wouldn't have expected to find it on top of the ground. I would expect to find it like a couple feet down in the ground. And it's obviously not a meteorite. No way, no how. It looks like uh, a bowling ball or a cannonball, but it's super shiny. At any rate, there was some more disturbing backstory to this. Like I said, the plant, the old plantation, the property that this occurred on was several hundred acres. And on that property where the, the Betts family lived was an old house, which they called the castle. And this house was built in 1918 and it had been vacant for like 51 years, I think they said, till the Betts moved in like in 1969. What had happened was, and you can go back and look at the uh, links I have there, but there was a family up north, a wealthy family, and the dad had had this house built as going to be like a summer home or maybe like a winter home, whatever. And he had it built like in 1918. But before they could move in, and it took a few years to build it or whatever, his wife died in a suspicious fire. I think that there, she was like at a summer cabin up north or something. Anyway, she died. And then a year or two later, the son, uh, they said, uh, committed suicide. They found him hanging from an apple tree. Then, a couple years after that, the dad shot himself. So we have a mom dead, son dead, dad dead, and the house sits empty for 51 years. Then the Betts family moves in. Now, from the article I read, um, uh, Mrs. Betts had gone on, and she had a string of really successful businesses. It sounds like she made a lot of money. 
I don't even know if her or the dad are still alive. It's been that many years. But at any rate, they lived there, and I believe it was 1985 that um, they sold the property to the state and turned it into a park. And the house is still there, and now it's abandoned. And you can go look at the pictures. It is a really, uh, a really it looks like an old haunted house, a perfect place for a, uh, you know, a, a paranormal portrait, a poltergeist sphere that nobody can explain. But it's a fascinating case. Uh, it was a lot of fun to read. I have some links here on the uh, website, ufowarning.com. Stop by, check it out, and uh, read for yourself, and, and you decide what it is. Is it, uh, is it something from uh, another galaxy? Is it just some kind of a natural phenomenon? Um, or is it another one of those very strange uh, unexplained things that we just have to live with. You can decide. That's all for now. Over and out. UFOWarning.com.